Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, April the 23rd, 2019, and it is currently, I believe, 9, what, 18 p.m. Central Time. I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, and this is a live broadcast for the VBC 66 app. For the VBC 66 app, I always have to take a few seconds at the beginning because the live broadcast gets recorded. It gets uploaded to a number of other sites. So people who have no idea what the VBC 66 app is will hear the recording of the live broadcast. And I want them to be, well, to have the same ability to tune into a live broadcast. So for anyone hearing the recording, if you would like the VBC 66 app, and of course you do want the VBC 66 app, go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Do a search for VBC, which stands for Victory Baptist Church, the number 66, which stands for the number of books in the Bible. VBC 66, download the app. It's not your typical church app. Just try it, it's free. There is plenty of content that I think you will find to be beneficial, useful, informative. Oh yes, a lot of the content you will not agree with. A lot of the content will probably anger you, but do you want something to tell you what you already think? Or do you want something to challenge the way you currently think. You need to be challenged. You need to hear different perspectives. And there's so much content that I think anyone who gets the VBC 66 app should be happy with all of the content that is available. Now, it is evening time. So it is time for me to do my evening devotional, kind of kind of a late evening devotional. And uh, if you have, if you've been using the VBC 66 app today, or if you've looked at all of the notifications sent out, then you will notice something. I Today is the first day that I have tried this. Um, I started in the morning. I sent out a no notification for a morning sermon. Then in the afternoon, I sent out a notification with a link to a to an afternoon sermon. Then I sent out a link in the evening for an evening sermon. Now, I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to work this, but I'm going to try to break the day into maybe four parts, uh, morning, afternoon, evening, and night. Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm very much a kind of a church history nerd. And so I very much uh, love the way the early church did things with the Liturgy of the Hours, trying to get people to do the Liturgy of the Hours. Well, that's not an easy task, and I can understand why. It takes forever just to learn how to do it. it. takes a lot of money to buy the books and which to do it. So I can understand that. But breaking the day into morning, afternoon, evening, and night, and saying, okay, here, here are different times of the day, and during these times of the day, you should just pause for any length of time that you may have to do something related to the things of God, to the scriptures, to prayer, to study, to a devotional thought, to listening to something. So I am going to try to break the day into those four sections um, on a regular, consistent basis. Send out a notification. Now, sometimes it may be to a devotional or to a something short, but it still will be, hey, here's here's something during the morning for you to listen to. Okay, hey, hey, here's something in the afternoon for you to listen to. Here's something in the evening, and here's something for the nighttime. Now, since I've already sent out a morning sermon, an afternoon sermon, and an evening sermon, 
Well, then I thought I would come in a little later in the evening and say, okay, here's your evening, late night devotional thought. And that is why we're doing it this way. Um, we'll see. Um, again, I, I always come up with 500 ideas. Um, 499 of my ideas are always horrible and they fall apart and they're a failure and, and nobody likes them. But but I, I, I come up with these ideas not for my benefit. I always try to come up with these ideas for the benefit of others. We live in a time, we live in a, we, we live in a time that the American church really needs a, a spiritual revival, not a revival of lost people coming into the church, but for the church to awaken out of its slumber. We need people to be hungry and passionate for the things of God again. And, uh, well, you need the Word of God to do that. I mean, we need Christians to, to, to return to a discipline of taking time throughout the day to spend some time with the Word of God. Now, this idea of morning, afternoon, evening, and night, well, if you paid attention, the first sermon I sent out this morning and if you are using the VBC 66 app, you can go look at it right now. Go to the Sermon and Bible Study Notes section, and you will see, if you'll, uh, once you get to the Sermon and Bible Study Notes section, if you'll scroll down just a little bit, you'll see a sermon called Getting Alone with God. Getting Alone with God. Now, this is a, a sermon that uh, came to us from um, Fresno, California, and uh it's basically, uh, I'll give you the description of the sermon. Getting alone with God, personal time with God through prayer and study of his word is essential to getting to know him better. That was the first sermon that I sent out this morning. Now, there's a good chance that people listening tonight did not hear that sermon. If you didn't hear that sermon from this morning, well, I want to take the first scriptural passage, the first Bible verse that is mentioned in that sermon, and I want to take it and I want to expand it. They simply quoted it. I want to take it and expand it for this devotional time. Now, I have five points that comes from one Bible verse. <laughs> Imagine that. And this was one of those situations when I listen to the sermon. So I, I just want to make everyone know that everything I post on the app, I listen to, all right? I try to listen to it first, then post it. So what I'm doing is I, is I think there's some value in it, then I post it. Sometimes I will see it and think there's value in it. I will post it and then listen to it at, at a later time. But I try to listen to every single thing that is posted on the app because I have hopes that what I post will spark conversation, spark discussion, spark ongoing uh, thoughts about it. And, and I, so I always wanna be prepared and ready to talk about it, all right? So this morning, when I posted that sermon, I started listening, and as soon as they quoted the first passage of scripture, as soon as they quoted that this, the first passage of scripture, and I'll mention it here in a minute, it was one of those situations where, whoa, the passage of scripture jumped jumped out of the uh, my iPad speaker, slapped me in the face, and I was like, okay, pause the sermon, open a Bible. I opened the Bible, started looking at the verse and going, wait a minute. Wait, this is like, this verse is, okay, 
They're they're miss they okay, they went right on past it, but I think they should have stopped right here with this verse because they wanted to emphasize time alone with God. That you as a Christian, you need time alone with God. So let's look at the passage that they quoted briefly and let's see what's really there. Let's dig in instead of just running past it. Let's stop and dig into the ground, and I think we'll find some real treasure. So if you have a, if you have some uh, uh, a pen and paper, or you can use your uh, the device you're listening to me on, open up your notes section, and uh, I think I think you're going to get something from this, or at least I hope you can. All right, the passage they quoted is found in Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. I'm going to read it from a number of translations, but I'll start with the King James. Matthew 14, 23. Now, this is speaking of Jesus, all right? And when he had sent the multitudes away, so here's Jesus. He sends the multitudes away. He sends them away. He went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. All right. Um, the ESV, after and after he, speaking of Jesus, had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Now let's stop right there and let's start taking this apart. Before I get to my five points, I want to establish something very important. There are a number of scriptures that demonstrate that Jesus, the eternal Son of God who took upon human flesh, made it a point throughout his earthly ministry to go somewhere alone and spend time communicating with his Father in prayer. There are a number of scriptures that speak of this. And I want to stress this point again. Here's Jesus, the eternal son of God who took upon human flesh. And well, as he's living his life in the flesh on this earth, he takes time to commune with his heavenly father. One God, three distinct persons, co-equal, co-eternal. So the father communicates, or the son communicates with the father. He, he spends a life of prayer. I'll give you, give you some examples. Mark chapter one, verse 35, early in the morning, speaking of Jesus, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place to pray. Mark 6, 46, after bidding them farewell, he went up on the mountain to pray. All right? I cannot, uh, I cannot, you know, express, uh, or, you know, emphasize this enough. So Mark 1, 35, early in the morning, while, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place to pray. Mark 6, 46, after bidding them, bidding them farewell, he went up on the mountain to pray. Luke 5, 16, yet, uh, yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Luke 6, 12, in those days, Je Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. Now, let me emphasize this as much as I can, all right? This, this is the most staggering thing about us as human beings. 
We open up our Bibles and we have an example of the eternal Son of God. He's true God and true man. He is without a sin nature. He was the incarnation. He was born of a virgin. He did not inherit a sinful nature. He was without sin. He's the eternal Son of God, yet he felt it was critical time and time again. You can go through all the New Testament passages. It it talks of Jesus separating himself, spending all night in prayer, all night. When was the last time you, as a human being, a sinful human being, a weak human being, a human being who doesn't have all wisdom, who doesn't have all knowledge, When was the last time, listen, you spent all night in prayer? How committed are you to a daily time alone with the Father, communicating with the Father in prayer and then listening to God through his written word? We speak to God in prayer. We hear him through his written word. That's the only way we hear him. We have to have both. If Jesus took the time, then you'll hear literally hear Christians say, I'm too busy. I just don't have the I don't have the time. Too wait, wait, wait. You're a human being. Okay. We're weak. We're sinful. Okay. The, the flesh is weak. We we sin. We fall. We fail. We let people down. We do horrible things. We need to spend even more time with God. But no. Instead of spending more time with God, this I've always found this interesting. As a pastor, you'll have you you know you'll hear over and over and over people complain. Well, we need to spend more time together, and I uh, sometimes want to say, well, the scriptures would say you need to spend more time alone with God. Okay, and when we come together as a church, we come together for the preaching of God's word. But we we could talk all day about that. But I just find it interesting, Jesus. He's, he, he had this practice of, okay, everyone get away from me. I'm going alone to spend time with my father. We need to separate ourselves and spend time with the father. If, G- if Jesus did it, why don't we do it? We, you would think we need it more than Jesus did. And he spent all night. We have a hard time spending 10 minutes a day. Very important concept. So, here are the things I take, take from Matthew 14, 23. Here are the, 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 uh, the, the verses, or the, the parts I want to break this verse down. All right? Um, I think this is very important, and I think, um, I think, I think this will be beneficial. Now, I'm not going to expound each one of these. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I'm just going to briefly break this verse down, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do this. All right? So here's number one. All right? So... Matthew 14, 23, once again, brings to our attention that Jesus thought it was important to spend time alone with his father. If Jesus did, we should be convicted by that because we need it more than he did. We're weak, sinful, fleshly people who are constantly influenced by a sinful and ungodly world. We need to spend even more time with God so that we'll be more influenced by the things of God than the things of this world. I I could turn that into an entire sermon, but I will not. So here we go. Here we go. All right. Matthew 14, 23. Let's break it down. Number one. Here we go. He sent the multitudes away. He sent the multitudes away. 
And when he had sent the multitudes away, that's straight from the King James, he sent the multitudes away. That's the first thing I want you to write down. What, what do we get from that? That means there are times we have to push aside all everything that could distract us. Sometimes we have to stop, we have to push aside a responsibility. We have to push things aside and say, okay, those things are important. I have responsibilities to those things, but you know what I need to do sometimes is stop being preoccupied with these things so that I turn my attention to the things of God. He sent the multitudes away. He cared about the multitudes. He loved the multitude. He healed the multitude. He preached to the multitude. He fed the multitude. He didn't want to send them home you know, hungry, over and over and over, he was doing things for the multitude, but he also realized there are times that he has to say, nope, go away. Me and my father need time to commune and communicate. He had his priorities in order. So in your daily life, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do you send things away in a sense that you push them aside and say, nope, this is my time to spend time with my father. Now, I know what you're saying. I'm too busy. You don't know my situation. You don't know all, all my responsibilities. Are you telling me Jesus didn't have responsibilities? Are you telling me he wasn't busy? He had all kinds of pressure upon him. He had people constantly coming to him. I think, I think if he could do it, now, obviously, he could do it perfectly, but if he made it a priority, then you should make it a priority. This is number one. He sent the multitudes away. Matthew 14, 23. The next thing. He went, uh, in, and, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. So number one, he sent the multitude away. Number two, he went to the mountain. He sent the multitude away, and he went to to the mountain. The, the, the point I want to draw here is, no, you don't have to go to a mountain to pray, but the point is, is he sent everything away and then he turned his attention to go to that place of prayer, go to that place of communication. He It was a mindful act. This wasn't something that was haphazardly thrown together. Okay, it was that specific time. Okay, guys, you've got to leave all right, now I'm going to the mountain to pray. We have to show that level of commitment by setting aside our things that could distract us, things that may even be our responsibilities for a period of time. And I say, okay, now I'm going to go to that place of study, that place of prayer, that place of communication. We have to do that. So number one, he sent the multitude away. Number two, he went to the mountain. Um, number three, Go back to uh, Matthew 14, 23. Matthew 14, 23. He went, or he sent the multitude away. He went up into a mountain apart to, and then here's number three, to pray, or we'll say to communicate. He spent time to communicate. As a Christian, you need daily time where you set everything aside. You go to that place and you go to that place for a specific reason. You don't go to that place simply to get away from your kids. You don't go to that place simply to get away from your spouse. You don't go to that place simply to get away from all the troubles in life. No, you go to that place to pray or to communicate. Communication is two parts for a Christian. One, 
We bring our petitions and intercessions and concerns and fears and our sin and we confess and we pray and we intercede and we petition and we bring all of that to God in prayer. But the second part of communication is we listen to God speak to us through his word. You need prayer and study, prayer and study, prayer and and study because we don't want to just hear God speak to us by reading his word out loud. No, we need to understand it. Just hearing is not the same thing as really listening. Okay, any married person knows that you can hear the words coming out of the mouth of your spouse, but not really be listening. You can hear the words coming out of the mouth of your children, but not really be listening. Simply going to a place, saying a quick prayer, and reading a verse is not the same thing as going to a place, saying a quick prayer, reading a verse, and then taking the time to think about it, to meditate on it. You may not have time to do a full study, but to write out a few thoughts, write something down, because you want want to communicate, to truly listen to what God says. Sometimes we listen to God like we listen to that person at work who kind of irritates us, but we have to listen to him sometime because we work with them. No, we want to listen because he is the king and creator and sovereign of the universe. So he sent the multitude away. He went to the mountain. He communicated. He prayed two parts for us. Number, the next thing I want you to see here. Very interesting. He went, or he sent the multitude away. He went up into a mountain uh, a mountain uh, top or mountain. He, uh, he spent time in prayer. He spent, he, he prayed. And then number three, and when evening was come, the next thing I want you to see is time. He sent the multitude away. He went to the mountain. He communicated and he spent time. Now, I don't know in this passage, I would have to try to see if we can uh, figure it out. I don't know when, at what time he went to the mountain, but he was there until the evening was come. That seems to imply possibly that he went there maybe in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, but it seems to imply he was there for a good amount of time. He didn't go all the way up to the mountain for a five-minute devotional time. I know in modern Christianity, it's like, here, here's the five-minute devotional. Here's three minutes with God, one minute with God, two minutes. Like, you know, because we know you're busy. We're no, we know you're busy, so we've got to give you devotional material that won't take you more than 30 seconds. Well, the eternal Son of God spent time with God. Now, not every day you can spend 30 minutes because life happens, but you should do everything you can to send the multitude away, to go to that place, communicate and spend the time for meaningful communication. Does the creator of the universe deserve more than a minute? Does the creator of the universe deserve more than being ignored for an entire week, month, or year? Some Christians cannot even speak of any meaningful way of, of any quality time that they have spent with God in the last two years. They're like, oh, well, I read my Bible. Like they, 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 will, they will stumble around and try to tell you what they do, but they cannot articulate anything meaningful that came from it. Well, you should be able to communicate every single day something meaningful that you have heard or, or heard from. And I've seen it happen. I've had Christian friends or, or even sometimes people in, in, in the church who 
who uh, if uh, if the people of the church will get together they'll look at them and go so what so what have you learned uh, today uh, from your time with the Word of God? And you can see how it makes some Christians uncomfortable when people, when other Christians walk up and say, so what, if, what did you uh, learn today about God? What, what did you learn today in your, in your uh, devotional time, in your time alone with God? And people be like, um, well, I mean, I, I was reading, uh, and it's like you can almost see them trying to just go think of the first scripture that comes to mind and say, that's what I studied today. And sometimes I want to know if they're being honest or if they feel they're placed on the spot. All right. It shouldn't make you uncomfortable to have another Christian going, so what did you, what, what was your week like with your time with God? Oh, well, uh, like on Sunday, if someone walks up to you, so how was your week with God? Uh, well, I mean, I was busy. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it shouldn't make you uncomfortable. All right, so number one, he sent the multitude away. Number two, he went to the mountain. Number three, he communicated. Number four, he spent time. And number five, I'll say this quickly. I'll read uh, Matthew 14, 23 from the King James. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, then the last thing, he was there alone. He was there alone. We need alone time with God. We need quality alone time with God. You need to spend that time alone with God because when we spend alone time with God... We are confronted with who we are. Well, this is, now ultimately, this is what happens. When we spend quality time alone with God, we become to an understanding of who God is, which helps us see what we really are. Alone time with God. Quality time. Please note quality time. There is a drastic difference between doing it just to do it and doing it in a, in a way that is quality. As a pastor, this is the most dangerous thing because every alone time with God almost in, for a pastor can become nothing more than academic sermon prep. So then you're not really seeing God as he is and therefore you're not really seeing yourself as you are, which allows you sometimes to miss what, how things are really going in your spiritual life, and that leaves you open and vulnerable for falling. That is true for, that is probably the, the, the sin of a pastor. The sin of the pastor is alone time with God is sermon prep. No matter how much you don't want it to be, it can be that. So you have to try to force yourself to spend even more time with God to try to get past the sermon prep to the spiritual time that it is supposed to be. It is supposed to be Alone time with God is supposed to be open heart surgery. It starts with first seeing who God truly is. And once I see him truly is, then I can do open heart surgery. And, and, and alone time with God is, is quality time in this sense. It's time for brutal honesty with yourself and with God. Horrible, brutal honesty. If there's ever a time that you can be honest with God, it should be your alone time with God. This is not time to, to put on some spiritual pretense. It's not time to, to try to be more godly than you are, speak more godly than you are. This, this is a real a time with God where you can communicate what is really inside your heart, no matter how bad, no matter how dark, no matter how ugly it really is. True confession, true brokenness. Because listen, you, we have to have that time alone with God where we're truly broken and truly honest with ourselves because so much of our lives as human beings, we spend time 
covering up everything we really are, hiding our real thoughts, hiding our real feelings, hiding our real emotions, hiding our real motives, hiding our real actions. And sometimes we, 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 can, we pretend so much that we don't even really know who we are and what we are. Time alone with God is the, is the one thing that can try to break that all up and say, no, this is who you really are. And it keeps us humble. It keeps us broken. It keeps us grateful for God's mercy and God's grace. Matthew 14, 23. Let me read it one more time. And when, speaking of Jesus, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. I broke it down into a, a, first an introduction at which stated this. The eternal son of God made it a constant practice to set himself apart and spend time with his father. If the eternal son of God made it a priority, how much more of a priority should it be in your life? And it, and what do you say when you constantly ignore your creator day in and day out because you claim you're too busy? You claim you got too many things going on. Jesus had countless things going on, countless amounts of pressure upon him. And as far as his humanity was concerned, he had pressures. He had people, his own family who didn't believe in him. He had people who were trying to kill him. He had people who were, who were making false accusations. And he had people everywhere coming to him, wanting him to, to heal them and give them this and give them that. He had all kinds of pressures that you cannot even comprehend. Yet he still said, it is important to find time to be alone with my father. Then I broke it down that here he, he made it a priority. And in this time that he spent with God, he did these things. Number one, he sent the multitude away. You got to figure out what you need to send away on a daily basis so that you can spend time with God. Number two, he, or number one, he sent the multitude away. Number two, he went to the mountain. You've got to be, it's not just sending the multitude away. It's going to a, it's going to that place of, uh, uh, and it, it's it. When I say that place, it doesn't have to be a specific geographical place, but you got to go to that place to communicate with God. It's going there. It's being dedicated. It, it's being committed to a specific action. So he went to the uh, to the mountain, and then what did he do? He prayed. He communicated. You need to go to that place to communicate with God. And there's two parts: us talking to God in prayer and listening to Him with not just reading his word, but studying his word. Reading is just hearing without listening. Listening is where you read it, you hear it, and then you, you write something down about what it means, trying to understand it, trying to interpret it, trying to observe it. Spending a little time to, to communicate correctly. And then number four, the King James, um, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, seeming to imply that he was there probably most of the day, we need time, quality time. Now, maybe on a Monday, you can't spend as much time as you can on a Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday, you have to spend a little less. And maybe Wednesday, you can't spend any, but maybe you can show up to church. Third, find the one day of the week where you could spend a, a, a more quality time, but every day do something, whether it's listening to a sermon, whether it's listening to a devotional, do something, all right? He spent time, and then lastly, he was alone. He was there alone. We need alone time. We, we spend so much of our time wanting to be around people. We want we, we, we want, you know, I need to be around this person. I need to be around. We don't want to be alone. We need to be alone. We need to be alone with just us and God. 
We need that. Now, I know I didn't spend as much time uh, working on that idea of being alone. I know I could have elaborated a little bit more, but this is supposed to have been a quick devotional thought, and it turned into a little bit more lengthy one than I wanted. But I'll stop there. All right, thank you for listening to this uh, late night evening devotional thought. Again, this was motivated by the morning sermon that was sent out and a notification to everyone using the VBC 66 app. That sermon can be found in the Sermon and Bible Study Notes section. It is called Getting Alone with God. The first um, scripture they quote is Matthew 14, 23. As soon as they quoted it, I was like, whoa, that outlines itself. So I thought we would spend some time looking at it tonight in a devotional way to add uh, to those who heard that sermon. If you have not heard that sermon, you can listen to that. Or, well, you can listen to the afternoon sermon. The afternoon sermon is called How to Keep Your Spiritual Fire Burning. Or you can listen to the evening sermon, which is called Resist Satan. All three of the, all sermons, uh, those sermons can be found in the Sermon and Bible Study Notes section on the VBC 66 app. For those who hear this as a recording posted somewhere else on the inter internet, it's very simple. If you would like the VBC 66 app so you have access to all of this content, go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, do a search for VBC 66, download the app today. All right. Thank you for tuning in for this uh, late night devotional thought. I hope it has been beneficial. And well, starting tomorrow morning, I'll be sending out the, uh, like I'm going to try to break the day out morning, afternoon, evening, and night every day. And there'll be something sent out in those times. There'll be things sent out throughout the day, but those specific times will be something of a, either devotional, it'll be a sermon, it'll be something that I think is spiritual, enriching, and send that out. Again, just trying to make the app that one thing on your mobile device that is there constantly trying to bug you saying, hey, hey, pay attention to what's happening in your world and spend some time with the things of God. Spend some time studying. Spend some time learning church history. Spending some time learning hermeneutics. Spend, spend some time thinking. Um, spend some time being informed. I, I want that that device. I want that uh, app to be, uh, to make your device beneficial, make it actually worth having other than just carrying around, distracting you from everything that is important. All right. So Matthew 14, 23, uh, right before you go to bed, uh, read Matthew 14, 23, one more time to yourself, uh, read it out loud. You may want to even make it a memory verse. All right. Thank you for listening for, to this live broadcast on the VBC 66 app. If you have any feedback, you can use the feedback tab. If you would just like to let me know you were listening, you can use the feedback tab, or you can email me at newsif at yahoo.com. We never know who's listening, so whoever, whoever is, thank you. And, and I, I know I make this joke every time. If it is Twyla, well, thank you, because Twyla is the one who's always listening. <laughs> so whoever it is, if it's not Twyla, thank you. If it is Twyla, thank you as well very, very much, uh, because, well... Twyla has kept the live broadcast going because she has at least been the one person who tunes in. Whoever else has tuned in, I appreciate it. Have a great night. And uh, well, just remember, you if Jesus needed time alone with God, we definitely need time alone with God and we need so every single day. Thank you for listening. God bless.